Welcome to Corner of the Galaxy, the show that talks 100% L.A. Galaxy soccer. We're glad you could join us. Now it's time to sit back and relax as your hosts navigate through the twisting, turning, but never boring world, the five-time MLS Cup champion, L.A. Galaxy. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Corner of the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com. I'm your host, Josh Gessman. Joining me in studio today, Eric Vieira. The Joao Pedro lover, we're going to get into that a little bit more. But uh, before we get anywhere, before we do anything, a quick intro. we got a bunch of stuff to talk about. LA Galaxy obviously facing off against, Atla- against Atlanta United coming up on Saturday. So in order to do that, we found the man who can best help us preview this game. He just landed in Los Angeles, literally off the plane maybe 10 minutes ago. Uh, everybody, please welcome to the show uh, the one, the only Mr. Dan Gargan. Dan, thanks for stopping by, buddy. Hey, good to be here. Dan, you know, I, I, I thought maybe you'd come back to L.A. just to resurrect the, uh, the, the Gargs and Gordo guide, um, but I have a feeling that maybe you, you'll be here to watch a soccer game and, uh, and do some color commentary uh, for, for the game as well. I am here to watch a soccer game, but I would also say that Gargs and Gordo is never dead. He's <laughs> still alive. And we're still finding spaces to get it on the air. Uh, that's awesome. That's awesome. That's that's the you know that's really the important thing to come out of this podcast. So we're excited about I'll, that. I'll tell you what. Yeah, it's good news. Earth breaking news right here. That's right here, <laughs> corner of the galaxy. Breaking news. Uh, Dan, obviously, uh, you're doing the color commentary for Atlanta United. Uh, you've been over there now for since they started. Give us a sense of this Atlanta United team. What they've done in the past year and in, in, you know a couple games. Yeah, well, I mean, I think it's been pretty well documented how how good they've been, how dangerous they can be, how you know, how they burst onto the scene. It's for me, it's been it's been fun to watch. Um, you know, I've kind of had a, a first-hand seat in just seeing guys like Miguel Almiron and Tito and Joseph and and how electric they can be. Um, you know, it's been interesting just to watch from an organizational standpoint the way that they've kind of come into the league and muscled their way in you know i think they're doing things a little bit differently than than everybody in this league had done previously uh, i think they clearly did their homework they hired a really good group of core uh, executives and then also a really good group of core players and i think you're seeing that kind of success translate both on and off the field you know it's really something to be seen when you are in atlanta and seeing kind of just the excitement that is in the community and within the organization and surrounding you know, it's no small part that, you know, both the club and kind of the team and the product that they put on the field are in perfect alignment. You know, it's exciting, it's young, it's fresh, and that seems exactly what is uh, is responding to it in, in Atlanta as the city. Yeah, and I would say, you know, the, the start of this season was a little bit of a road bump there, obviously coming out, getting blown out by Houston, but ever since then, everything seems to be uh, pointed in the correct and proper direction. What happened in that Houston yeah. game, and, and, and what did they learn um, to really start getting on this now five-game unbeaten streak? Yeah, I think, you know, from, from time to time as a player, I think you also need to get your ego checked every once in a while, and because of the success that I think they all felt last year and deservedly so yeah my kind of outsider's perspective is that um they came in a little bit too confident and the rest of the league kind of was watching all last year probably wasn't necessarily as equipped as they may be today um uh-huh. in dealing with a team that looked and was built like atlanta united and they came out in houston 
you know, Houston was a decent team. Houston was a decent team last year, um, and I think they made some upgrades this year. Uh, they've had time to kind of gel and be better. And, you know, the, <laughs> they were probably flew under the radar and, and had that chip on their shoulder as we don't get another set. We don't have, you know, we have just as an exciting team and players that can do the same thing that, that Atlanta can do. And Atlanta kind of walked in, and I think they were – they were still working through some things uh, on their end through preseason and preseason is a big, it's a big deal. It's a big deal to get your team together, to recenter yourselves and, and get prepared for, I, I think what we're looking at in MLS is a really, really good league right now. Um, and certainly a different league than what we've seen in the past. Yeah. I was going to say, especially that Eastern conference, I know uh, Atlanta United just drew two, two with New York city. Uh, that was uh, sort of the battle for the top of the, uh, of the standings there. Um, what do you think? Mm-hmm. What do you think you learned from that game in terms of what this Atlanta United team can do? Uh, was it a little surprised that New York City was able to come into Atlanta and get the draw? Oh, I think New York City is a very good team. They have a great midfield. Um, they're able to kind of possess the ball. I don't really think there are too many teams that can outpossess Atlanta United, and that is one of them. And I think Tata's approach to the game kind of reflected that. I think we saw definitely a more defensive minded Atlanta United than we've seen in the past, more of a five, three, two than the three, five, two and the attack that, that they've been, they kind of allowed Miguel and Joseph just to go on solo missions. And both of them are obviously capable of, right. of making magic out of pretty much anything. So, um, you know, I think they sat back. I don't know if New York was necessarily ready for that, but I think you also saw two very good teams kind of going at it. So from what I took away from it was, you know, seeing Atlanta in a different kind of light, they were able to, which I think has been a question mark, how would they do defensively and are they equipped defensively to kind of handle a, a very good team? And, and we saw them, you know, I think bend, but, but not necessarily break. And City, I think, is going to be a good team that, that will be around at the end of the year. Yeah, yeah, they certainly seem like maybe they're one of the favorites. Atlanta also penciled in as one of those cup favorites. So uh, it wouldn't really surprise me to see both of those teams in the playoffs going up against each other. Um, you know, you look at Atlanta United, second, I think scored the second most goals in the league right now. Um, the offense is clearly everything that everybody talks about. You talked a little bit about Miguel Amaron. Um, and Joseph Martinez, but um, what outside of those guys makes the Atlanta offense so dangerous? Well, I think the, they're all on the same page. So when they attack, they all attack. And I think everybody believes that, one, Miguel Almiron is never going to lose the ball, which he really doesn't, mm-hmm. and, two, that someone will get on the end of pretty much anything that they put inside the box. So you see guys crash the box with you know, a, a, a committed kind of sense from – front post, back post, people following up. I mean, you have Julian Gressel crossing the ball to Greg Garza, who's sitting on the back post. So you have right back to left back, uh, you know, which doesn't happen all the time with teams, but it happens when teams have that confidence in one another that they're going to keep the ball and you're able to get numbers into the box, into the attack, and numbers that disproportionately unbalance those back lines. Um, And that's where, you know, that's where you find problems as a defense. Um, but also where you find a lot of success. You know, it's easy for me to kind of go back to our 2014 team. We had, you know, and I'm on the right, Robbie Rogers on the left. We're all in the attack. It gives that space. It gives those different angles to Landon who can create anything. And Robbie to find those angles and find that space where he can get a shot off and Jockey to flip him in behind. Defensively, that's a nightmare. It's right. a nightmare when you have all those numbers. So Atlanta does a very similar thing because they have the horses in the midfield. They're going to keep a pinned in, and they're also going to keep possession. So it gives that 
just air of confidence and saying, okay, this guy's not going to lose the ball. I can take these extra three steps. I can take that extra space on the line. I can pin and be closer to their defense so that when, if, if there is a loose ball, if there is a 50-50, it's happening inside their box, and that's dangerous. You know, that creates goal-scoring opportunities. Yeah, no. It's every, and, and by the way, kudos. You, you just made everybody in the chat room nostalgic for the 2014 team, uh, uh, the LA Galaxy <laughs> team, especially after last year and, and the Galaxy suffering so much. Um, you know, I have to talk about Barco real quick. Uh, you know, a $15 million mm-hmm. uh, transfer fee being paid. Got to play his first minutes in MLS uh, for Atlanta United in this last game against New York City FC. I think got about 20 minutes. What'd you see from him? What sh- maybe should Galaxy fans expect from him coming into this LA Galaxy game? I think you know. I think he's another piece to this Atlanta United attack that has the ability to one keep the ball, and two find that dynamic pass and create that chance. You know, they have guys that will get on the end of chances. Miguel Almiron can can cut open a defense. I think Julian Gressel has proved that he can put in a ball from the outside from pretty good angles and put in great service. Um, that's uh, that's always to be valued. But Barco. He has the ability to kind of wiggle into those tight spaces. He has the ability to connect with teammates that, you know, South American flair where you're going to want to people to death. And the way that teams kind of have set up against Atlanta, you have to be able to pass around them in tight spaces. So Barco is, I think, another piece that Joseph will feel comfortable playing with. Tito will feel comfortable connecting with. Miguel can work off of, take a little bit of that creative burden off of Almarone so that he can move further up the field and get into those tight spaces as well. Yeah, it should be a, a very interesting game. Again, the LA Galaxy face off against Atlanta United at 7.30 p.m. on Saturday night. Uh, the, the big guys, Atlanta, never come to uh, never come to the StubHub Center before. So, Dan, you're going to have to show them around. I know it's your, your home away from home. We're glad that you're uh, back in Southern California. We appreciate you stopping by, buddy. Yeah, man. Uh, it's always good to land in LAX. I miss this place. I have great, great memories about being an, an LA Galaxy player. N- number 33 in your scorebook, number one in our hearts, Dan. As always, thanks for stopping by, buddy. Appreciate it. <laughs> there we go. All right. Good luck, guys. All right. There you go. Mr. Dan Gargan taking off. Great to have Dan stop by. We've been trying to make that work out, and I'm glad that it worked out there at the very last minute, and that's always a good thing, but uh, now we get to come back in and talk to uh, talk to the rest of the crew and get through the rest of the show. Eric Vieira is back in the house uh, talking a little bit Galaxy with us. How you doing, Eric? I'm doing great. If I'm going to be bumped by anyone, being bumped by Gargs, I mean, I'll take it. Yeah, That's I was, a good thing. It's probably, he was a defender. It's probably not the first person to be bumped by, by Dan Gargan there. <laughs> Uh, so anyway, yeah, I mean, we have a, we have a really great show, uh, set up for you a bunch of stuff. I know it's a little out of order as we normally do the previews at the end, but wanted to catch Dan as soon as he landed. It worked. I'm glad it did. And now the both of us get to talk about the galaxy and we haven't talked since Zlatan day, which is Uh the day that we talk about when Zlatan was Uh officially announced. Do you remember where you were when Zlatan arrived? (laughs) I I was was right here. Um, that was whenever we were tracking Zlatan in the flight and and that was the Thursday. Yeah. That was the Thursday morning and, and all the, or the Thursday, it It got announced Thursday morning, right? It was. Yeah, so it was the I, I think I was here when it was official, but not that, official. It was that's right. Yeah. Kevin Baxter yeah. announced it. We knew it was happening, and then we pretended like we didn't know like what it was may happening. May not happen. Yeah. We it may not, but we pretended we knew what was going on and uh, and got it. So, what do you think of uh, of Mister Z so far, the well, big guy? I, I'd like to take my victory lap now that I'm here because at the time I said that Zlatan even 
without stepping on the field improves the galaxy. And then he stepped on the field and we saw what happened. Uh, I mean, I think everyone who was at the game, and I was fortunate enough to be at that, that opening game uh, mm. that, he, that he played against LAFC, and anyone who was at that game is saying how it was one of the best sporting experiences of their lives. And I, I have to mirror that. It was, it was to be there. The atmosphere of StubHub was electric. Uh, you know, him scoring two goals, it, it, living up to the hype, everything living up and surrounding to it. I may have lost a few items of clothing after that game-winning goal. It was just an amazing, amazing day. We, we saw the pictures. I know. I, saw, uh, <laughs> I figured you had, but I have to explain myself. Uh, when Zlatan scores two and one on injury time, it, it, emotions happen. Emotions. I understand. <laughs> I understand. How to, I kept all my clothes on, though. Yeah, I just, well, you're, I, you're in the press box. It's a little different. It's, it's, I, was, I was amongst the people. I'm a man of the people, John. You should see Kevin Baxter, though, completely naked. <laughs> I completely, believe it. Yeah. I absolutely the believe panda, it. The panda, he was naked. That's how it works. <laughs> naked as a panda. That's exactly <laughs> how it works. Uh, all right. So, I mean, so you've seen that. Uh, obviously, the LA Galaxy get the win over Chicago Fire. A one nothing win, a beautiful, beautiful one nothing win. And I don't know how anybody could be possibly di- be yeah. disappointed with that. I think. I think when you look back at that game, I think Siggy. Uh, I would equate it to when if you go to Vegas and you place all your money right on that opening bet, yeah. and that's why the, I mean, part of the Zlatan start. He instead of having Zlatan and saying he's going to come and he's going to save us in the end, he says, you know what, I'm going to play him right at front. Ugly condition. Let's try to get this win early. And then let's sneak out of here with, with three points or possibly even one point. I think people probably would have been happy with one point given the way the conditions were and, and, and traveling. So I think people would have been happy with a draw. So to come out of there with three points is amazing. And obviously they, didn't, they came out hungry and, and they could have had those goals, but there were the over, overturns. But they did get one before the end of the half, and I think that set them up uh, to have a successful second half. So I think, yeah, you have to be happy. Yeah. Walking out of Chicago with yeah, and that, points. Yeah, and that second half was ugly. I mean, yeah. it, but it, it's exactly what you expected it's, it to be, it right? It is what it is. Yes, absolutely. You have wind blowing 25, 30 miles an hour. You, the ball will not go it, over the half line. You I, kept trying. It yeah. kept being blown back in. They talk about windy conditions, but when you – I don't think I've seen a game where the wind actually pushes the ball back like that. I mean, it, that was, it was pretty intense what those players were going through. David Bingham said it was, I, he thinks it's the worst conditions that he ever played in. Yeah, which, I, I believe it him. It wasn't even snowing. <laughs> like, I mean, you know – well, it's almost worse than snow because in snow, I mean, the wind just brings a whole different element affecting the ball. Snow, uh, you know, when it's on the ground or when it's coming down, you can kind of adjust a little bit. Uh, but the wind, there, there's no adjusting to how far it's going to push the ball and how it's going to affect the game. No, it was uh, it was a crazy one. So, I mean, you, you talked about it a little bit. I want to get into the LA Galaxy offense because we're, we're talking about Ola Kamara. Um, and what he has brought to the table so far, and I think he's getting some some stick. People are not happy with the production that you're getting out of Ola Kamara. Almost had the first goal. It was waved yep. offside, which, by the way, for everybody saying it wasn't offside, including Siggy Schmidt, it was offside. We have proved it, okay? But the, the, the offside you're modeling not, guys. You're not a fan, Josh. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to start I'm, that conversation. It, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, I mean, it, it's one of yeah, those that's things. that's fair. You look at it, and you. this is why I follow the offside yeah. modeling guys, right? It's just that way I can see these particular... You know, results. Yeah. I want to see the science. And they take the Shh. angles into consideration because, right. of course, you can pause the TV in, in certain places and it's always going to look onside. So, yeah, you, you have to take the math and the science. You're, you're a truther, Josh. I like that. I, I'm a truther. Yes, I like <laughs> truth. I like facts. Uh, give me all those things. So, yeah, so w- whenever you look at that, I, I see those things. And then, um, you know, I saw him almost get on the end of that. He was in a good position. You see him get called offside on the second one, rightfully so. And you sit there and go, listen, he's getting close, and he has been close. But is this offense only Zlatan? I mean, ever since Zlatan's come in, really nobody else has scored. Ever since Zlatan has stepped <laughs> on the field, nobody else has scored. 
Well, when when Zlatan comes on, he makes a superstar out of you. <laughs> is this so, what it, is, it, is tonight going to be bad Zlatan impressions? It is. It I is. Have a feeling. Okay, He's been fine. in the media all week. You know, you, you got to eat it up. But I think you you hit on it. Kamara's been knocking on the door, and I think that something needs to be said for that. Yes, he's been called offside. Yes, the goal technically hasn't come, but he's putting himself in position. You can tell he wants it, so I think it's just a matter of time before that clicks, and he eventually, you know, those start falling in the back of the net. Yeah, yeah it doesn't. It doesn't feel like I'm I'm panicking about this, and I don't think Ola Kamara is. I don't think Siggy Schmidt is either. Yeah, and, and last season when we had uh, Giassi Zardes have his struggles, it seemed like he just couldn't get. He couldn't buy a goal. You know, every time he touched it, it seemed like things would go wrong. The ball would go in the right, in the wrong direction. But with Kamara, you feel like it's getting close. It's just a matter of time before it clicks. I don't think we should start worrying, worrying just yet. I don't, I don't, I'm not going to worry as long as <laughs> Zlatan <all>. keeps scoring. <laughs> I don't and, think it doesn't matter. And, and like I said, Zlatan draw, he, he's, he has a force field around him. He draws those defenders. And even if we're saying Zlatan's our only source of offense, you know, then let's, let's use that to our advantage as, as teams, uh, you know, throw defenders at him, that'll open up other players. And eventually he is going to make those passes. He's not going to shoot uh, all of his shots, which it seemed like he was doing against Sporting Kansas City. But eventually he's going to, you know, gel and get the team moving, and it's going to be a good thing. So I'm not worried about the offense. Yeah, it does. I, I, I worry more about the defense yeah. on, the, on the flip side of things. Especially against a, an Atlanta United team. Yeah, it's going to, I mean, somebody was like, oh, all you need to do is keep Atlanta United off the board. Good luck with yeah. that. <laughs> um, which means the Galaxy are going to have to yeah. score goals. So even just going to that, I mean, there's been a lot of blame put a lot of places. I will say this. I mean, Siggy is a more conservative coach than other coaches, so he doesn't want his guys going forward unless they're in a good position to do so. And you see what happens whenever you play that system and you choose to go forward in places where it's not a good chance to be. You get scored on two times in yes. five minutes. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, when you, when you push unnecessarily or in, you, p- you pick the wrong spots. Yeah, and then that that it comes back to bite you. Yeah, and and this is the whole thing. A lot of praise has been heaped on Ashley Cole for getting the assist as Lot on Ibrahimovic. Was two smart guys going together and and making that soccer happen. IQ, high soccer IQ. It's simple. It's easy. <laughs> it makes a ton of sense. It's also a position where Siggy Schmidt can put in somebody like Dave Romney mm-hmm. and push Ashley Cole into the midfield, which everybody told Cardinal he was crazy to do. But when Siggy <laughs> does it, it's a genius move. Um, but anyway, you you look at that, and so again, I look at the offense, and you look, Chris Pontius has scored. Sebastian Legette has scored. Roman Alessandrini seems like he's primed to get one yeah. or two here he's real hung- soon. There's another guy who's hungry for one. You could tell that when, when you see that desire, you know that's when I know that they're going to co- the goals are going to come from Roman. They're going to come from Kamara. They're going to put themselves in the right position, and, and it's going to get in there. Yeah, and and that is again, it's just about building. And you look at these guys. These guys have Sebastian Legette, Roman Alessandrini, and Jonathan Dos Santos played for the first time in a game together ever. ever. Yeah, that that was crazy. When you mentioned that on a previous show, you say, "Well, they've been." Wait, that doesn't make sense. And then when you actually think about it, yeah, it does make sense. They, they've they've never actually played together. So yes, there's some gelling that needs to happen. And the fact that they they were moving forward so well in the beginning at the Chicago game, that's a good sign. The fact that it's their first time on the field together and the chemistry seemed to be there. At least to me, it looked like it was there. It is. It's just rusty. It's yeah. it's not formed yet. It's, you know, it's, it's not, like it's not firing on all cylinders, but it, it the engine's on. It's like your first date. You're really excited, but you don't know where to put your hands, and you're sweating a lot, right? I mean, that's that's that's. Yeah, yeah I'll, I'll go along with you on that one. <laughs> stretching, stretching. Um, but no, I mean, this is part of the chemistry that needed to be built in the off season. They got some of that, and then everybody got hurt, so they haven't played in these games. You haven't done it. Now, unfortunately, they run up against an Eastern Conference juggernaut, and I yeah. need to say that in no uncertain terms. Atlanta United is a cup favorite, maybe even over New York City. Um, but those two teams are so good 
that you look at it. But now look at the Galaxy played New York City. You saw what the the score was. That was in New York City on the post stamp. Uh, two to nothing, yeah. right? That was that wasn't a two game. One, two one. Two one. That's right. Jonathan, yeah, Jonathan Dos Santos. Got one. That's right. It was it was almost uh, it was almost almost, I almost forgettable. Forgot. Yeah, it was one of those. <laughs> and, and and to your point, uh, again, being on the small field, that was obviously to NYC's advantage. And the Galaxy, even though they went down a couple goals, they were able to show some fight in that second half. So if if you take last week's game with Atlanta and NYC at face value, you would think that the Galaxy being at home. Uh, that they they're not going to be get blown out of the water like they did last season. At least on paper, you would you would hope not. Yeah, and uh, you feel like this is going to be a different game. You feel like the Galaxy have some momentum building. Granted, it wasn't that long ago that they had momentum building and they got stomped by yeah. Sporting Kansas City, who I told everybody wasn't as good as they. Yeah, well, I was wrong. Yeah. <laughs> so apparently, apparently they are, or the Galaxy aren't as good. It's it's one of those it's two. Maybe a little bit of both. Yeah, and, and that's sort of the hard thing is that even as this Galaxy team, even as we look at this Galaxy team, Eric, we still don't know what they are yet. I mean, here's the big question right now is that we talked about the offense struggling a little bit and trying to find some things. We talked about you know the defense struggling a little bit, and now you're going to have something that they haven't had in a while, which is Giovanni Dos Santos. He's been training all week. Um, you know, he's been putting in the time. If you're a betting man, you probably bet that he hat gets some minutes in this yeah. game. He's still on the bench. I don't think you're starting him, but he's on the bench. But we get into the problem of where does Giovanni Dos Santos fit? First of all, we had this problem even when he was starting. <laughs> when he was in, yeah. When, when, he was, when he was playing <laughs> in the game. But now he's coming off the bench. Now you're going to put him into this lineup that supposedly is going to have Ola Kamara and Zlatan Ibrahimovic and and Roman Alessandrini and Sebastian Legette and Jonathan Dos Santos and Perry Kitchen. Which one of those guys are you taking out to put Giovanni Dos Santos in? I, th- I think the the odd man out is Sebastian Legette, and, and people might not be happy with that. But given his injury, I think that's the safe play. Is that um, you're not going to if president has precedent has been set that you're bringing your guys, you're easing your guys in who have been on injury, which they did with legit, which they've done uh, with Alessandrini, that they're probably going to do a similar thing with Gio. And if they're going to be careful with injuries, then Sebastian Legit is a guy who you want to protect. So he's going to be the odd man out. And then you might have some shifting uh, with the midfield and moving people around. And, and, but the question is, what formation do you go with? Cause I don't know that you put Gio out left. But, but yeah, why would you want to? Yeah. Why would you want to mess that up? I mean, yeah. trying to put Geo anywhere but out left seems like, or even out right, right. move Romano yeah. Alessandrini out left. I don't care mm-hmm. we, on either of the wings, yeah. right? Just however you want to do that. I mean, here's the thing: in this game, it might not be a big a deal. Maybe you can bring Geo in for Zlatan in the last fifteen that's all, minutes. Yeah, that's you know? also a, a, if if things if they get off to a good start and Zlatan does what he he you know is famous for and right. and he does well and he's able to you know get his sweat on and we all know he's complained about the heat in the past so maybe he goes 65 70 minutes and then you bring Gio on and he gets 20 minutes and there's no issue at all because you're doing putting Gio as a forward which is where he's played in the past and you don't have to mix things up at all so that's definitely a possibility as well yeah we'll uh, we'll see how that all comes down if you have an opinion on Giovanni dos Santos please we'd love to have you come in here and uh, and give it to us nine four nine seven three four four two one seven is our call-in number you can feel free to do that phones will be open now here for a little while as we uh, as we continue on with this stuff but I mean here's the here's the big deal is that for the galaxy who are trying to find themselves they're running up against a team who knows who they are granted they're trying to work 
in Barco, and you can talk about, I mean, $15 million <laughs> yeah. transfer fee blows. Do you remember the times when MLS was like, remember, we don't pay transfer fees? And now you're out there spending $15 million? Hey, it wasn't what, that long ago. Yeah, what a time to be alive. I, it is It is crazy. So he gets 20 minutes. It depends. I imagine that he'll get more than 20 minutes in this game. Yeah. Maybe he even gets a whole half, or maybe it's you know 35 minutes. Maybe they're working him back into this. But that's something the Galaxy haven't seen much of. They've only seen 20 minutes mm-hmm. um, so far this year. Uh, you look at the team like Atlanta United, who is so speedy, so fast. Um, the team speed, as Dan Gargan said, was um, you know one of the reasons that that maybe you know they have so much success. Um, so I mean, these are all things. These are all things that are not working towards the LA Galaxy right now. Whenever you look at this, and we have a telephone call, so let's get mm-hmm. it in three two three. Who's this? This is Bobby. Bobby, what's happening, buddy? Hey, I just want to say that um, I, I agree with, with everything you're saying tonight. Um, as far as um, like our offense and right. how we're just waiting, you know, it's for everything to kind of click, and then we're gonna have like Kamara scoring, and hopefully, you know, have other players producing, not just not just Latan. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Bobby, when you look at it, and I say the names, I mean, you say Zlatan Ibrahimovic, you say Ola Kamara, you say Roman Alessandrini, Jonathan Dos Santos, Sebastian Legette. That's a that's a there's goals on the table. There's there. goals there, right, Bobby? I mean this this isn't a this isn't a thing. If you're just if you're putting that lineup in FIFA, you're like, okay, <laughs> I'm gonna score some goals on that, right? Yeah, it, it's bound to happen. But do you do you think that Siggy Schmidt is getting in the way of any of this? Do you think his conservative tactics? Do you think the game has passed him by, as so many people have said? If you look at all this stuff, is is Siggy Schmidt a problem on this? I'm not sure, and I don't think so yet, at least. Uh huh. Because honestly, uh, well, like, like we have, we still haven't figured out the, uh, the our formation yet. Right. And and again, it's it's a thing that it's because the players are coming in and out. You know, players are getting injured. I don't think it's necessarily his fault. I just think it's under the circumstances we're having right now. He's doing the best with what we have available. All right. Hey, and the Galaxy not off to a bad start. We appreciate the call, Bobby. Thanks for uh, thanks for calling in, buddy. Appreciate it. Um, no, I mean, you know, he, he's right. That Siggy Schmidt has – listen, it's been really easy to pick a starting formation here, Eric, because you basically say, okay, who's healthy, yeah. and y'all start. And four four two, yeah, the, the missionary position of uh, soccer position. Hey, soccer. you know what? It's because <laughs> it's so there. good, okay? It's because it's so good. It's a favorite for a reason, all but, right? But I, I think uh, what you might be saying is – Maybe we solve our issue by mixing up our formation. If they did like a four-three-three, and we have uh, Zlatan, Gio, and Kamara up front as three forwards, maybe that changes things. So, uh, is Siggy the type of guy to try something adventurous like that? Definitely not this weekend. But at some point, maybe you know that's something that he wants to play with. Or is he going to keep? Does he have his style, his set way of doing things? And he's not budging, and he's going to plug the guys into the system. But like you said, right now uh, he's. It's working out because the players that are available are the players that fit his system. So we'll see if everyone's healthy and that's a luxury, then maybe he's able to play around with his lineup later in the season and we could see if, if maybe that changes things. My, my big thing whenever you start talking formations like that and, and we sort of try to guess you know, how they're going to do is that Perry Kitchen is such an important yeah. part to this that you have to keep that him expo- on the field, yeah. right? So the, when you go into a four-three-three, where does he sit and does he pair with yeah. Carrasco and then do you lose you're, guys? You're losing the middle. Yeah, yeah. you're losing your, your engine of the lineup. So that's, that's the trade-off. Well, and he is a defender. Let's, yeah. let's be honest. <laughs> Perry Kitchen is the fifth defender yeah. and he's the guy that allows guys like Ashley Cole to get 
forward or Ralph Felcher to get forward and not have to worry that their space isn't being covered. Um, And that's been the big difference between this year and last year is having that number six back there, being that strong defensive midfielder, being a guy who isn't going to abandon people. And that's why it doesn't work as well whenever they go the double pivot with Carrasco in there. But I could see a lineup that had Jonathan Dos Santos, Perry Kitchen, and... Uh, Servando Carrasco all sort of in there. I mean, that's what that's that's the battle axe it's, line up there. <laughs> you know, Jonathan goes forward, so that would be you know you basically have four attackers, and then yeah. you would have six defenders that you could throw. It's not horrible if you go four three three and do that, but you're losing guys like Sebastian Legette. Yeah, then you're losing your wingers, your winger speed there, and Roman Alessandrini. Yeah. These are two guys, and granted, you can put them in different spots yeah. and and do different things. And uh, listen, everybody's going to yell at me. No, <laughs> no, don't don't do that. Like, and, I'm just throwing stuff against the wall here. And, and all right? to go. Why the, the offense, when you look at guys like Rolf Feltrier and Ashley Cole who have been pushing up and attacking because of someone like Perry Kitchen, uh, maybe that's not something you want to play with because those guys are moving up so much so you don't need the extra forwards because they're kind of taking that place. Uh, Dan Gargan mentioned it in 2014 with him and, and Robbie uh, Rogers going on the flanks and then you have all the talent in the middle. That, that That's a nightmare for people. So if, if they can keep creating similar situations – then that would be a good thing. So yeah. the defense could be the defense being a good part of the offense is part of why we're weak at defense. Yeah, yeah. it is. Yeah. It is. You're and you're right. Yeah. Um, I'll say this that whenever you mentioned 2014 and MLS Cup, my mind immediately <laughs> went back there. I just keep thinking that if Omar Gonzalez would have just had a little bit of hustle in there, that game is one nothing <laughs> in regular time, and you don't have to, don't have have, to worry about you it. You don't have to have Robbie Keane save you, uh, you know, in extra time there. So uh, we have another uh, phone call here. If I can click buttons and turn knobs, four two four. Who's this? Hey, Josh, this is Hugh from Reddit. Hey, how's it going? It's going pretty good. I'm very, very excited about Saturday's game because I know it's not going to be a a snooze fest like the SKC game. I know there's going to be goals. I know there's going to be exciting soccer. I know Atlanta's going to bring out the best in us. So am I expecting a win? Uh, Maybe. I think we can pull one off. But going to be an exciting game nonetheless now i did want to say a couple of things regarding uh our formation and uh if i could make some observations um we look at atlanta in my opinion the number one team in the league right now Mm -hmm. doesn't reflect in the standings but honestly they are just six guys deep that are like super offensive you know yes top-notch players Mm -hmm. Now, you look at their playmaker, Miguel Almiron. The guy has three goals and three assists. You take away Almiron from that team, and how does the offense look? Yeah, it, it starts. So, to, it starts to get a little more anemic. I, I, but how? I mean, I'm sure. You know, no offense, but I'm sure you're not the first person to ever say, "Hey, let's just take the ball away from Miguel <laughs> Almiron." So trying to do that is a totally different thing than just than just saying that. Right, right. Uh, I was actually going to make the comparison of um, you know Atlanta and how they play. You know, to us, we have we have pieces comparable to Atlanta. We have an Alessandrini on the wing. You know, could be compared to a Vialva. Although I would choose Alessandrini over a Vialva. We have a Camara who I would say is comparable to a Joseph Martinez. We have a slot on now, you know. Um, I was I was gonna I was waiting I, for the comparison. Don't you dare! I was, compl- I, was, I was waiting for the comparison of whose law. I was like, <laughs> there isn't one. That's not gonna happen. No, but go ahead, continue. Yeah, of course not. I'm just saying we have these offensive pieces, 
And it, to me, it does not make sense to me right now, you know, why we're not producing as much as we should. You know, I know we've had some injuries. We're still kind of gelling. A lot of players are new, but you got to remember Atlanta's a fairly new team. They, I mean, they all started playing together for the first time ever last season. And it was like, they were ready to go right from the, from the, from the start line. Yep. So, you know, I think we need that Miguel Almiron type player. We get a Miguel Almiron type player in the LA Galaxy, and we are as lethal as Atlanta, if not more so. Yeah, well, you know, Giovanni Dos Santos is that guy. Oh, no. I know I know people don't believe that, People's and I don't throw, believe throw it when I say it. Your yeah, now, I was, was going to say, I don't believe it either, but he is technically that guy. Supposed to be that he's guy. supposed to be that playmaker. He's supposed to be the dazzling with, he's as Dan Gargan said, you know, a guy who doesn't lose the ball. That's supposed to be Giovanni Dos Santos. Mm-hmm. We, just, we just haven't seen that, Gio. And now one last thing. I'm all up for getting assists from Ashley Cole. The guy is still, in my opinion, world class there's moments of brilliance there where i see world class but i mean there should be no team on planet earth where the majority of your your assists to your main striker are coming from your left back i mean you know maybe five six assists during a season that's great but you know you have to rely on on the rest of your players too you know i'm hoping Legette steps up Alessandrini steps up and you know jonathan steps up a little bit too Let's get it going, man. I'm really excited for Saturday. I'm going to keep listening to the show, and good job, guys. All right. Thanks. You appreciate it. All right. Good call there. No, I mean, it is supposed to be Giovanni Dos yeah. Santos. We know that. That's what we're paying him to be. It's That's $5.5 million. <laughs> uh, whether he wants yeah. it or not, he's getting $5.5 $5 million <laughs> every year. So that is what Gio's supposed to be, and if he can be that, you're cooking with fire again. Uh, we still have to figure out where yeah. he plays. I'm still. I'm not. You said you know not on the wing, but I don't know where else you. <laughs> where, the middle of the field do? is very. You got Jonathan Dos Santos, who you're not going to put anything else. Mm-hmm. Um, you got Perry Kitchen, who oh god, do not take Perry Kitchen off of this <laughs> team. Um, so you look at all of this stuff and you say, okay, where does Geo fit? And Geo's not going to be a sub at five point yeah. five million dollars. Uh, and I think. Having him on on one of the wings to me is where I would want him. I think that's where it makes the most sense. But I think it also comes down to is that where he's going to be motivated to play well also. So if he doesn't want to be out there, you're not going to get the best product from Gio as well. So you have to play a little bit of the politic game as well to see. you got to keep Gio happy if you want to see good results from him. Yeah. And then going back uh, to what our friend was saying there, uh, the goals – they're they're going to come because even that Sporting Kansas City game, the Galaxy were held scoreless, but there were goals there. Yeah. I mean, we were hitting posts. The chances, posts. The chances were happening. Ten so, saves. So, so to say that, oh, we're not scoring, I mean, we're, the pieces are – it's all there. It's just a hair off here and there. So close. Yeah. So <laughs> Almost close. had it. Almost had it. Um, it just makes me think of Happy Gilmore and, and like <laughs> getting your hole. Are you too good for your hole? Um, no, I mean, that's, that's where the galaxy is. Here, we go to a, an email question we got from, uh, from David, uh, David in Sherman Oaks. He writes in, Josh, thanks for all the hard work. I love the show and anxiously await, await each new episode as I would an episode of Game of Thrones. Oh, wow. Side note for me here. Less nudity on this show. Well, you're here. We, who knows how it'll go? Less nudity <laughs> I was on this say, show speak than, for yourself. than the Game of Thrones. <laughs> uh, he puts out, he puts out a hypothetical. He says, in the dream world of transferring Geo away, would Zlatan or his agent Expect the DP slot and commiserate and commiserate commiserate money to go and commiserate ah not commiserate okay. commiserate money 
It's okay. I went to Arizona State. Uh, and commiserate money to go to Zlatan. Are there two possible outcomes if Geo is transferred? Uh, get a new DP or Zlatan becomes a DP and we could get a new player who earns Zlatan's $1.5 million. What position do you think should be addressed and is the answer different depending on the slot involved? So if... There's a lot going on there. I know. So let's... Okay, so here's the scenario. Make it quick. Here it is. Um, Giovanni Dos Santos gets transferred away someplace magical place where he's <laughs> making his more than money, more money and they want him. Uh, and that opens up a designated player spot. Does Zlatan take that DP slot? Do you think his agent and him are expecting the DP slot? Or is he happy with the $1.5 million you get to go out and spend on a designated player? So I think that's a really difficult question because if, if Zlatan didn't come out on fire, then maybe that's an easier thing to handle. But I think if in this fantasy land that we're living in with the dragons from Game of, Game of Thrones where Geo is able to go away magically – Zlatan, I think, has the leverage to say, listen, look what I've done in in a month. And so I, I'm deserving of taking that DP slot. So I need to take that D, DP slot for an, the next year that I'm here. So I think uh, that wouldn't be unreasonable for him to ask of that. Right. And so it's just a matter of is the galaxy willing to do that and what would be the repercussions if they don't. Yeah. Uh, I, don't yeah. Have, I don't have a problem with it. Yeah. I, I, I think he – like we said, we, he's earned definitely earned what we're paying him. Here, now already here's so, here, so here's the be thing more here's the thing if you do that then what position should they address so let's say that you open up a spot it doesn't yeah. matter whether it's a dp or or a, a tam plus spot let's say it's tam let's say yeah. slot on so you have 1.5 million dollars what position do you go after it, it's i think it's it's a an wait vacu- hold, hold on wait oh, oh. i was gonna say you can't bring joel pedro back from la galaxy <laughs> 2 with the money <laughs> we i was just we were gonna go there. i was just i just didn't want to <laughs> well then i guess you don't want to solve the galaxy's problem that's, that's he's, right. he's the answer that's Juan right. pedro is the answer that's right uh, <laughs> To me, he would bring uh, an attacking midfielder, an engine, like uh, our caller was saying. Almiron is is the engine of that team. He's the one who creates. And, and right now, I think that's what this team lacks as well, is that number 10 who's going to create everything from the center and, and move forward. Jonathan, I think, initially was billed to be someone who moves forward. But to me, I, I don't see him as the creator in that role. So I think we need someone who has that that vision. And, and I always go back to this. Is Cienfuegos was someone who I always – admire because he just was the maestro in the middle and he he pulled all the strings so a player like that if they could find uh someone who fits in that tam bill who's able to pull the strings like that that's that's what i would do if i were lots of people in this fantasy world yeah in the fantasy to continue the fantasy world (laughs) one i disagree with you but i'm gonna tell you of course in the chat room i'm so happy that we disagree by the way it makes me i i'm always (laughs) we usually are in line i know we are so we disagree um because i'm gonna go off the wall which is gonna break a bunch of my rules which i can't wait to do um, cause there'll be people calling me all sorts of names. Um, in the chat room, uh, Logan is saying, uh, trade Geo for Lee Wynn because you know, Lee Wynn and New England. But, okay. So again, what? I love, I love that you guys watch HBO. You all love fantasy, <laughs> fantasy and <right>. fiction. <laughs> Good for you guys, but we need to come back to our world cause that's not going to happen. So somebody asked, but these, they, this is fun. I'll play along. Somebody asked if we could get Pato banned, banned, <laughs> absolutely banned. Um, somebody did say poor Pedro, by the way. So yeah, see, you have, I, you have a friend, a sympathizer. You yeah. Have a, you have, you have a Pedro. You got a raw fan. deal. Justice uh, for Pedro. I will tell you, if the Galaxy got rid of Giovanni Dos Santos and they gave – let's say they gave Zlatan the DP spot, with that $1.5 million to TAM, I'd go out and get a TAM defender, a $1.5 million defender, either a center back okay. or a right back. Okay. All right. Now, That's I fair. like I like Rolf Felcher. I actually think he's playing okay. Mm-hmm. He's not great. He's not per- He's better going forward than he is defensively sometimes. That's a problem for a defender, but it's okay. We're going to live with it. Um, you know, Ashley Cole, I think, is doing fine, and Dave Romney can be that backup. That's, that's a, again, that, that gets to be a problem next year. The problem's not this year. 
Go with it. But yes. but I like that – and you disagree with me, but I'll agree that you disagree. See, this is wheels within <laughs> wheels because if you do make that move, it's a move for the future because obviously Ashley Cole is not going to play for the next five years. Right. So if you do get a Tam you know, right back who you know is going to be the guy in waiting and you could use them for this season in spots, then that would be a, a good move. And then the center back – you can't argue. A, no one's going to turn away a good center back. And uh, I, I think a I ta- like, Tam money is is where you want to be. You don't want to spend a DP slot for a center no. back. So if you can get, you know, I, a Tam center back who's 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 good, a la, you know, a Yella Van Dam or an Omar Gonzalez in his prime, then that's that solves a lot of issues also. Oh, uh, no, Omar Gonzalez that hustles though. Everybody <laughs> wants Omar back. They're like, bring Omar back. I'm Not like, now. no. I'm like, no, <laughs> no, no. I remember MLS Cup. He didn't run after a ball, and it almost cost him the MLS Cup. Anyway. Um, but no, so I will tell you, I'd even break my rules on this one, which wow. I don't break. There's, there's certain rules Josh has to MLS. You know these things, right? Um, one is that uh, in Los Angeles, you need stars and you need winning. And if you do it without one or the, uh, if you don't do it without one or the other, that it doesn't matter. So if Zlatan's on this team and they're not winning, nobody's going to show up. Nobody cares. Yeah. It's like, oh, it's Zlatan. Oh, okay, <laughs> he's cool. But they're losing and they suck and I don't yeah. want to go. Um, that's one of my rules. The other one is you do not spend DP money on a defender. That is ridiculous and stupid, and I would totally do it if right. Slothon is still me, your your TAM player. Let me let me put your the pressure on you here. Yes. So we're living in uh, you know Westeros, the fantasy world of Game of Thrones. Where the DP slot opens up, you get to purchase a defender. Which defender I, out in the world is worth DP money right I now? I don't know. This, <laughs> this is Okay, so here's my thing. I want everybody to be very clear and that normally I don't ask myself these questions, okay. mostly because my breadth of knowledge in the world football, I'm so focused on Galaxy that I don't get to venture outside, okay? okay. But the other part of that is I have no idea who's going to be available, <laughs> and every time somebody comes available, I'm surprised. I'm like, oh, yeah, that guy. <laughs> Well, that seems like a good one. I mean, okay. you know, look at the Galaxy going after somebody like Jorgen Shelvik. Yeah. Yeah. Who – I'm sure there's somebody's going to write in and say – t- I've I, been following I, the tip of login for seven I, seasons I, I, and I, I knew this was coming. I knew Jorgen was coming <laughs> the whole time. Um, yeah. So, I mean, you know, all these things. It's just these random guys. You know, I never would have thought Perry Kitchen would have came back and played in Major League Soccer after going to Europe. Granted, he was he was not seeing as much time and that he had moved from Scotland over to one of the uh, – Denmark, I think, mm-hmm. maybe. It was one of, the, right. one of the Scandinavian leagues, something like that. And so it makes sense. But at the same time, I don't have my eyes and open to that all the time. So I don't know. But I would say that if you're going to go out there and you're going to spend money, maybe you could even go young. Maybe you get a young attacking defender that's a designated player maybe even go young dp and save yourself some money so you do these things and i'm the person who says never sign a designated player as a <laughs> defender but here's here's why i can get around that and how i can talk myself into it zlatan ibrahimovic is your designated player we all know that even if he doesn't yeah. have the moniker he's the best player yeah. on the field so i'm okay with taking a designated player spot if he doesn't take it yeah. in this dream he's, scenario to me he's earned it all right we got uh nine five one who's this hey what's up guys it's james hey james thanks for calling in buddy what do you got well, first of all, I just want to say, I don't know how I felt about the game against Chicago. I know, like, the conditions weren't the greatest, but no, the, I don't know the, if it was just They, me, they were horrible, James. They weren't just they not were the terrible. greatest. They were, it, the, it's almost borderline, like, do you really play in those? Like, is a tornado coming? <laughs> exactly. Is the grass going to stay down on the field? If it were a high school game, it would have been called off. It would have been called. No high school people. Oh, yeah. They're not playing. So no, it was horrible. But, yes, go ahead. Yeah, and then also, I'm not sure you guys noticed, but I don't know what was up with Jonathan Dos Santos, and I think Gio. I'm not sure if it's just me, but I think he's just hiding. You think Gio's hiding? I love I this. I think he's hiding. You know, I, I think he's just. Go ahead. I I, I don't know. I, I feel like he's just 
he knows he's not going to be playing a lot, and I think he's just trying to maybe play the injured card okay. for as long as he can. So then Slatan and uh, Ola Kamara will just going to keep playing. But yeah, I, I think Gio is just hiding. James, James, you know that if I had inside information about Giovanni Dos Santos <laughs> hiding, that I would tell you, right? Exactly. And, and and you know that if you said that he was hiding, and then I knew that he wasn't hiding, that I would tell you, right? Exactly. All right. Well, thanks for the call, James. We appreciate it. James, he's winking at me. <laughs> he's winking at me, James. <laughs> That's how it goes, James. We appreciate the call. Thanks for calling in. Anybody else wants to get in? Nine four nine seven three four four two one seven. About fifteen minutes left in the show, getting towards Atlanta United. Yes, Eric. And I just want to going back to what James says: is is Geo hiding? Is he not hiding? Uh, you know that's really tough with with injuries, but I will say that appearances, given you know the performance that we've seen from him recently, there's no better time for Gio to put it all on the, on the field than right now. The, the spotlight is on the LA Galaxies. Everyone's watching with Zlatan. You got Atlanta, who's an MLS Cup favorite, coming to town. If he is going to show up and show us, you know, that he's got it, this is the time to see a, a motivated guy. If he's has you know the pride and the hunger that we want to see him play then this, this, this is, is this is it this, we got to see it from him now because we got a world cup coming up we got la the spotlight is on la so he he's got to show us uh, what he's got because if he has been hiding he, he can't hide now because now now he's got to put all his cards on the table the chat room is suggesting sergio ramos so, as a defender as, as, as a, a dp, DP player I've, I've seen that before yeah okay so, uh, so, christian pulisic as well i mean <laughs> you guys re- this fantasy world is something else man i want to go there <laughs> i was gonna say maybe, maybe my uh, my high school girl my high school crush that i had on maybe she'll just magically be my wife now too all these things can be possible in the dreamland you guys are creating and i appreciate i mean it's yeah. a nice dream sergio ramos would seems feasible because of his age and right. given the history of of what's happened in the past with with MLS signing. So that wouldn't be too far of a reach, but paying him DP money, I don't know. I don't know if that's if I would do that. DP money is just anything it's over. It's just money. It's just it's just money, guys. It's just like 500 and you could pay him $509,000 and it's a go. designated player. I don't know. I have to look at my notes again. 504375 is uh, is max Perfect. budget charge nice. in 2018. So uh, that's where that goes as well. Let's go uh, and and transition a little bit here. Um, as we get closer and if you are people who like the big game preview that I do sometimes. That's why I came, guys. That's why That's why Eric came. That's why you all showed up and waited till the very end. We will be doing that a little bit later. Um, so that's a nice little tease. Ooh, great yeah. tease. Wasn't I, it? I got excited. I was sitting back in my chair. You were like, oh, it's time for me ready. to rest. Got my popcorn ready for the Josh Gessman world-famous game preview. Man, uh, great tease. Let's see. We have a, a question from our, or an email from Far. Uh, writes in and says, I'm going to assume he. Just, I know maybe that's sexist of me, but far, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say he. Uh, recent devotee to your show, a longtime follower of the beautiful game in the City of Angels. Remember the original L.A. Wolves in the summer of 1967? Uh, I was there for their thrilling 6-5 final, uh, finals overtime win at the Coliseum in front of 18,000 fans. I digress. I missed if you guys discussed the hurried-up Ola Kamara contract extension. My take is that it is hush money for Ola to do all of the running for Zlatan. Peace from far. All right. Thanks, Far. Appreciate it. Uh, welcome to the show. Welcome to listening. We uh, we thank you for, for, for writing in Ola Kamara's contract extension. Now, if you remember correctly, and I don't mean to toot my own horn, uh, Corner of the Galaxy and myself were the ones to confirm that rumor with Ola Kamara himself, uh, and it went something like this, asking him a whole bunch of, ga- bunch of questions about the Sporting Kansas City game, and then popped in the, so I hear congratulations are in order on your contract extension. And he looks at me and he goes, really? 
And I go, well, I go, that's what ESPN is reporting. So I go, are congratulations in order? And he goes, huh, maybe. And I said, so is that a yes? He's like, yes. He says, it's a maybe. It's a maybe. Yeah, leave me alone. No, no, no. I was, I was grilling. I was looking <laughs> him in the eye. I was giving him the, you know, the little Josh dance that I do. I have no idea. Um, but no, you come in. And uh, and so he said yes, and he confirmed it. Now, here's what he told me, and I, I thought this was interesting. He said – I said it's three years, and he goes, well, it's two plus one. Two years plus an option. We knew that. Um, I didn't ask him about the money. That's above my pay grade. They'd never respond anyway, so mm-hmm. it's one of those. Um, but he did say that – I said, well, was this what you were expecting when you came to Los Angeles? And he said all of the teams – were giving all of the teams that were interested in me were looking at a similar contract. So I would say this isn't necessary. This seems like something that if you were going to bring in Ola Kamara, mm-hmm. you were signing him to an extension. You were already going to bring him in. It was almost part of the deal. Yeah. And who knows when that deal got signed? I didn't ask, and nobody's really dug in. It could have been, you know, whenever he first came in here and it just yeah. got out now. Yeah. So I don't know that it's hush money, but it is certainly motivational in the yeah. terms of, hey, you're getting a million dollars. You can handle Zlatan, whatever. Yeah. What if you think I, you're going to get the ball a little less? Way. Yeah, I, I think uh, I don't see it as hush money. I think, like you said, if you were going to bring him in, and he's saying that other suitors were willing to offer him something similar, then it's likely that the Galaxy were going to offer him that uh, anyway. But I think if he didn't get an extension at all, he was going to do all the running for Zlatan anyway because that's just the nature of the game. So I don't think you need to pay him extra to do that. Uh, but what this does and I think if it was done after the fact is it lets sends a message to him to listen I know Zlatan's getting all the attention I know he's the guy right now but know that you're important to us and we're investing in you moving forward I think that sends a nice message from the club to him so it helps keep him motivated to know that he's he's still one of the apples of their eye that's how I look at it it's like it's like getting your I'm girl- being a sweet guy it's, it's like it's like a getting promise your, ring a girlfriend a promise ring and you you got it it's like hey. <laughs> Hey, we like you. you knew I, I was like going. you. You like me. Let's let's do this for a while. Yeah. Let's go steady. You're what do you my, say? You're in my future plan. Yeah. You're gonna wear my Letterman's jacket. <laughs> That's right. We're gonna, we're gonna, and we're gonna let everyone know that we're for real. That's right. That works. That makes that makes a ton of sense. All right. That's how that goes. Um, phone line's gonna close them down now. We're gonna get move on a little bit here. I want to get the MLS standings. Give you an update on where everybody stands. Eastern Conference is the best conference. East is best. West is not. Uh, that's just the way it looks, and it has been for the last couple of years now. New York City FC currently in first place in the Western Con- or Eastern Conference, 17 points. Atlanta United, 13 points. New England Revolution, 10. New England Revolution are way up on that. I can't. Yeah. Good for them. Good for them. Don't spend <laughs> that was any a money. Condescending. Good for. Don't spend <laughs> any them. money. Uh, they they play they play at a horrible stadium. Um, let's see. What else is bad? Oh, they have – they barely – if you need a, a foreign roster spot, yeah. you can just go to them. They're the foreign sale. roster spot. The foreign They're for wa- sale. New England Revolution, the foreign roster wa- warehouse. That's right. That's right. You know, uh, Robert Kraft out there standing with a sign. He's got one of those like inflatable <laughs> like men cheap. who <laughs> falls over with a thing. Anyway, uh, Orlando uh, – excuse me. Columbus Crew at 10 points. Orlando City at 10 points. So a little bunch there. Mm-hmm. Uh, New York Red Bulls at 9. Montreal at 6. Philadelphia at 5. D.C. at 5. Uh, Chicago Fire in 10th place with four points. And Toronto FC, doesn't mean anything, folks, is last in the Eastern Conference. <laughs> Way too early. They are they are fully focused on not drinking the water in Mexico, apparently, <laughs> uh, and also trying to uh, trying to focus on the CCL and, and overcome the 2-1 yeah, beating they took in be Toronto. 
uh, to Chivas uh, in Guadalajara. So that'll be interesting to see that return leg, uh, which happens next week. Uh, then you go into the Western Conference, Sporting Kansas City at 14 points. Remember, that's the team the LA Galaxy could not beat in the Western Conference. Um, then you have the Vancouver Whitecaps, who sit in third. LA Galaxy in second. Uh, Los Angeles Football Club in fourth. FC Dallas fifth. Colorado sixth. Real Salt Lake seventh with seven points. Um, Minnesota United at in eighth with six points. Houston Dynamo in ninth. San Jose, Portland, and the Seattle Sounders have one point, zero wins, only one draw, having played only four games, however. So they are uh, a little CCL yeah. um, that they got a break at the beginning of the year as well, though they crashed out. So. Yeah, that's tough with the, with the expansion in the fewer games. It's tough to measure, especially with not enough sample size to see where they're going to land. But it is it is surprising to see Toronto and Seattle both at the bottom of their conferences. Yeah, and if you really, again, and this is how it is in Major League Soccer when they don't necessarily play the same number of games all the time, go by the points per game. Yeah. Uh, New York City is the overall points per game leader in 2.43, but it would then jump to Atlanta United in second instead of Sporting Kansas City. Whenever you look mm. at the Supporters Shield, Atlanta United is the second best team in the league, and then it would go to Sporting Kansas City, and you have teams like New England and Orlando and the LA Galaxy who actually have a better points per game than the Columbus Crew who sit above them right now on the supporter shield uh last in the league again is seattle down there at the very bottom la galaxy have a busy 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 schedule coming up um and lots of tough teams too uh atlanta united on saturday we're going to talk about that one and preview that one soon but we're also um they also will host new york red bulls before the homestand is over and then it's three games away so new york red bulls on april 28th houston dynamo on saturday may 5th FC Dallas, so so back to back Texas trips on May twelfth, uh, Saturday May twelfth, Monday May twenty first is the game in Montreal. That's an away game. That is the longest road trip in Major League Soccer. I'm pretty sure it's one of the longest, which is uh, Los Angeles to Montreal on some like six and a half yeah. hour flight or some ridiculous. Just, thing. Just doesn't sound fun. No, it doesn't. Um, and that may be the last game that anybody plays before the World Cup guys get called out is that Montreal game. That may be it. You have a home game against uh, San Jose Earthquakes on May 25th and then a home game uh, against FC Dallas on May 30th. Both of those look like they're probably going to start falling into the World Cup gravity as guys get called up and have to go to camp before the World Cup even starts. And then the Galaxy end up having, I think, 10 days off in those World Cup break in order to do that stuff. So that is the extremely busy and extremely good teams. I mean, New York Red Bull is no no bad team. Atlanta is no bad team. Houston, the Galaxy... At least how they're standing right now, they should be able to beat Houston, but it's on the road in Texas, uh, on the road against FC Dallas, which is a good team, yeah. undefeated team, only undefeated team in Major League Soccer. So, Eric, I mean, there's no breaks here for yeah. a very long time. I mean, I guess the only saving grace is that when you do see Atlanta United and New York Red Bull is that you're getting them at home. Yep. You're not having to make the road trip and then go into a hostile atmosphere. You're getting them in your house. So those, I would say, are the two um, toughest games of the of the bunch. But the Texas road trip is going to be difficult as well. Oh, it's going to be extremely difficult. So we'll see. Uh, we'll see how the LA Galaxy uh, do with all those. So that is where we stand now with the LA Galaxy and the schedule, which means that there's only one thing left to do. Eric, hit it with them, Josh. Here we go. 
Your LA Galaxy will host Atlanta United on Saturday, April 21st, 7.30 p.m. at StubHub Center. This game will be broadcast on Spectrum Sportsnet and Spectrum Deportes. The LA Galaxy 3-2-1, 10.6 games played, second in the Western Conference and seventh in the Sporter Shield. Go against Atlanta United 4-1-1, 13.6 games played, second in the Eastern Conference and third in the Supporters' Shield. Last game for Atlanta United was a 2-2 draw against league-leading New York City FC in Atlanta, where they got goals from Greg Garza and Chris McCann. Atlanta is, as we said, second in the East with 13 points behind just New York City, who has 17 points. And Atlanta has scored the second most goals in the league, 15 behind New York City's 17 goals. Last game was that 2-2 draw against New York City and had previously beat LAFC 5-0 with both of those games taking place in Atlanta. Venezuelan Joseph Martinez is the league's leading scorer with five goals, tied with Sporting Kansas City's Felipe Gutierrez and Paraguayan Miguel Amoron leads MLS with shots with 33 and has scored three goals and four assists. Ezequiel Barco is the 19-year-old $15 million Argentinian who made his MLS debut last week going 20 minutes. And Barco, of course, uh, was was transferred into the offseason and has been sitting out with a quad injury. Now the big question, Eric, can the LA Galaxy do anything to stop this high-paced, high guns, lots of shots, lots of offense from Atlanta United? Do they have the weapons in store? Do you want a quick answer? Yeah. No. No. But but also, yes. Wait, what did I just say there? So I'm going to go back. So um, Atlanta United, like you mentioned, they have Almiron. They have Joseph Martinez. That's as deadly a duo as, as you could find around the league. So uh, it definitely scares me when you see those guys. And then when you have uh, Ezekiel Barco coming off the bench, if he uh, lives up to the hype, then he's another guy who they're going to throw at them and is going to be dangerous. So when I say n- that, no, the Galaxy don't have the weapons, I think defensively the Galaxy are going to give up goals. So I, I, I see them giving up uh, you know, at least two goals, possibly three goals. Now the good news is is that we have a Zlatan. We have a lion in our cage, right. and we can let them loose. And when you look at their defense – and they have Michael Parkhurst back there, and you say, okay, Zlatan lined up with Michael Parkhurst. Parkhurst, who's going to win that battle? And we're going to give Zlatan the credit there. And then you have Brad Guzan in goal, who you know is as good and as a veteran as he is. If he gives up one, he can give up six. He, you know, he's world famous for letting in goals. So I think if the Galaxy's been knocking on the door, they they can get some goals out of here. So I, I would call this game a draw. I could picture it being a high scoring affair, like a three three, an exciting game. You know, I, I, if I were going to be bold, which is what we do over at Guys in Shorts Sports Los Angeles. Wow, wild, wild, nice plug. Thank you. I got the shirt. I'm yeah, a walking yeah. billboard. Yes, <laughs> and you're wearing shorts. Yeah, and I'm wearing shorts nice. on brand. Yes, um, but if I were to be bold, I would call the goals because I think Kamara's finally going to get on the board. He, he's going to get what's coming to him. Uh, Zlatan is going to be good for one. And I think this is the game where Gio comes on the field and he's going to nab one. He's, wow. he's going to come and, and he's going to tie the game and we're going we're gonna to be singing Gio's praises wow. at the end of this. I, I would like to point out that in the chat room, um, John Cena DuPont is his screen name. <laughs> uh, prediction, Atlanta goes up 28-3 to on the Galaxy and we come back to win 30, oh, 31-28. <laughs> Somebody said a pass from Brady to Zlatan for the win. Done and done. It makes a lot of sense. Um, yeah, I mean, here, you, I've been reading people, and they're saying, we just got to stop this this Atlanta defense. Not you got, you're not going to stop them. Um, now, you need a defensive, a disciplined defensive uh, game from the Galaxy. Yeah, you don't want the wheels to fall off. You know, if, if the goals come, you don't want them to, to melt down. And you what, know they're going to come. And yeah. that's what Atlanta has done to so many people. You mm-hmm. look at LAFC, is they're just capable of just putting their foot down and yeah. driving over people. I mean, 
mean, it's like they they run you over. They accidentally hit you the first time. They realize that you're not dead yet. They backed up over you, and then they run you over again, and they keep doing it until you don't get up anymore. Um, And, of course, you'll remember that the LA Galaxy did go to uh, Atlanta – United last forget? year, four to nothing. The world famous Jermaine Jones, Jones give up. <laughs> yeah. That was the that was the game. Jermaine Jones decided he didn't want to play any part of anymore. Uh, Although we decided much sooner, we didn't want him to play any yeah, longer. It, it certainly <laughs> seems how it goes. Um, but yeah, people people are asking if you're feeling well, predicting Giovanni Dos Santos scoring goal. <laughs> uh, you got to be bold. But be he's, bold. If, be, if he's going to do it, this is the game. This is the time to show up. If you're going to be wrong, be really wrong. Yeah, that's, that's, I understand. Be be wrong loud. Be be the loudest <laughs> wrong person you can be. That's how it is. That's actually how the po- politics works in this country too. So that that's just fine. Um, listen, I think for the Galaxy, it is going to have to be a disciplined approach on defense. I do think that they have offensive weapons. Do they match up with Atlanta's offensive weapons? Sometimes, yes. I mean, I would certainly say that without Zlatan Ibrahimovic, that you're fighting an uphill battle. I said in the Chicago game that the LA Galaxy had more talent on the field than Chicago. And I feel like in the Atlanta game, that it's a lot closer mm-hmm. and that Atlanta may actually have more talent, at least more young, quick talent for sure. And and in and, and the offensive side of the ball also. So I think they're, they're top heavy in that regard because then when you dig – uh, a little deeper and look at the defense, that's where you're going to be able to make your impact. And their defense is held strong, you know, and they have Jeff, Jeff Lorenowitz, who's a poor man's Perry Kitchen over there, and, I, and he's doing a serviceable job. So, so, it, but I think the Galaxy is going to be able to break them down. So I, I see goals on both sides. Big red Jeff Lorenowitz <laughs> there holding down, playing that defensive midfielder role for Atlanta. You know, you know, I thought his career may be over whenever he left the LA Galaxy, and he's done a remarkable yeah, job it's, over it's, Atlanta it's United. So he's doing great. You have the guys like Darlington Nagby in the center as well. That's and right. He's, he's been he's yeah. coming back. Yeah, and and so yeah, well, no Nigel DeYoung <laughs> to help him wheel off in a wheelchair this time, but Nagby will be back. Um, you know, you look at the defense, and yes, they play with three in the back a lot, but it's really four because yeah. Jeff Lorenowitz they is shift, there. Yeah. So that's how that works. I mean, so there's places that the Galaxy can exploit, and I think New York City did a good job finding those holes. But I mean, you need to have top individual plays. This is not a game where you can expect that you know a a gifted goal is going to get past Atlanta United. You, these need to be good efforts, uh, a really good job of switching the tack and, and making Atlanta shift around. And when you look at it, if you can get behind the midfield, if you can get back into where Lorenowitz and Parkhurst and McCann and, and, and Perez Gonzalez Perez are back there, if you can get back into those guys, then that's where you might have some success for the Galaxy, where the talent is then overloaded. It's yeah. like it's going to be the same way. If Atlanta yeah. can get forward yeah. into the defense, they can overload with talent yeah. what they have in the Galaxy's defense. Yeah, Joseph Martinez, you know, running past Daniel Stairs, that's that's a mismatch. It is. So I'm sure you know, it, it works both ways. It will. And and again, we've talked about the Galaxy. They're a slow defense. Mm-hmm. They're not fast. So this is going to have to be again very measured. You're not going I wouldn't expect to see Ashley Cole getting forward very much, which hurts you a little bit because yeah. that has been an offensive conduit. But you have to you have to take that trade off. You have to take it off. You have to take a step backwards. These guys are fast, and they're going to be looking to play in back behind a very slow LA Galaxy team. And don't think for a second that Tata Martinez isn't going to have this team just primed to play yeah. against Los Angeles. Yeah, and, and against against Lata. Uh-huh. Let's be honest. <laughs> what is the game plan against Lata? Just hang on them. That, that, that's another advantage yeah. that you have is that – and this goes for almost any team, but they're not exactly tall. Atlanta. Yeah. So Zlatan Ibrahimovic at 6'5", and I swear to God he's more like 7'4", whenever you stand <laughs> next to him. He'll tell you he's 8'4". He, probably. <laughs> um, however it works is he is he is going to be very difficult to mark. So he will be... But I don't want to see the Galaxy just targeting him yeah, either. Yeah, you don't want the... <laughs> I think it was Fresh Prince of, of Bel-Air 
Give the ball to Will. Pass, pass the Will. Pass, yeah, pass the Will. Will. Yeah. yeah, you don't want that because then that, that gets predictable and that's where you run into a lot of trouble if they fall into that trap. And, and, and Zlatan, you know, I think he's too smart to let that happen. He's going to – if he sees that happening, I feel like he'll give it away so, so, so that he doesn't get overmarked. Well, uh, I think this is. I think this is going to be a great game. I'm excited yeah. to see it. I'm excited. Um, Spectrum Sports Spectrum. Yeah, Eric will be there. I'll be there. Spectrum Sports Night. Spectrum Deportes. Seven thirty p.m. Kickoff time, or around seven thirty. <laughs> it's 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 a local Roughly. it's local TV. Don't so tell it's, Cosmo that it's not going to be like fifteen minutes later. Okay, so we'll, we might actually <coughs> be able to get it in and, and start it on time. So who knows? We'll see. So don't be late there. But a Saturday night game should be a full house. I mean, you would imagine that the majority of the seats there will be filled, and I'm excited to see Atlanta United come in. And I'm excited to see what the galaxy can do against you. You have a prediction then? What is your did you already give it? I gave it 3-3. Three, 3-3 three. Three, three. Three is my prediction. Okay. I, I left to go to a, a website called 538. They have the statistics. So you they, cheated. I cheated. But okay. no, but but uh it's 38% LA Galaxy, 37% Atlanta United. So that's that's a dead a dead heat where they have it and then a draw being the the percentage to round it out. So I I, I see it being just as close. Wow, I can't. Be- I'll be honest. If I'm going to shade this either way, I'll probably shade it to Atlanta. The other direction. Yeah, I, I, I was surprised to see it that they gave the Galaxy the edge, but it's it's close. Yeah, yeah. Regardless or irregardless, it, as you might say. Irregardless, irregardless. <laughs> it's okay. This isn't a highbrow show. Unless Wendy's on with the big words, there we don't go. have to worry about how that goes. Um, so if anybody's interested in meeting up with me, I always meet up at the bottom of the press box stairs at the top of section 108. So you go to top of section 108, look at the bottom of the press box stairs at halftime. I will be there. I'd love to say hi. I usually have stickers. Yeah, you can come shakes by. hands, shakes kisses, hands babies. kisses babies. I've seen them, yeah. Yep, that's right. Takes pictures, has, has a good time. So love to see everybody there. All right, Eric, is there anything else that we can do for you? Do you would you like to plug where yeah, you're at? And you we know can me. Go? I'm, I'm a guy who's not going to shy away from the shameless plug. Yeah. You can find me on Twitter at GIS Hammer. You could listen to me on the Guys in Short Sports Los Angeles podcast. We record every week. You could find them on Twitter at Guys in Shorts LA. You could also find them on Instagram at Guys in Short Sports. Our latest episode, we ask if Shohei Otani is the Zlatan of the Angels, of the MLB. So, you know, we make those connections. It's what we do. We also have uh, the Guys in Shorts FC at, at, Guys in, at GIS Soccer Show. And then we have our Kings-specific podcast, Kings Realm. You, you can find them at Kings Realm Pod. With the Kings being eliminated from the NHL playoffs, it's going to be a must-listen this week for those guys. I would think I would think that was. All right, if you're looking for me on Twitter, it's at JGuessman, J-G-U-E-S-M-A-N, and of course, at Galaxy Podcast. Head on over to cornerofthegalaxy.com, where you can get COG scarves, COG stickers, all that fun stuff. Click on the shop button and go there. Big thanks and a shout-out to Mr. Dan Gargan for coming on the show. He was excellent, as always, and it was good to have Gargs back in Los Angeles. That'll be fun to see him around StubHub Center. And, of course, a big thanks to Mr. Eric, the Portuguese hammer Joao Pedro lover himself, <laughs> Vieira, uh, for stopping by the show. We appreciate having you in, buddy. All right, that does it for me. Uh, I'm Josh Gessman. You've been listening to Corner of the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com. We will catch you next time. You've been listening to the Corner of the Galaxy podcast on cornerofthegalaxy.com. You can follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Galaxy Podcast. And be sure to check out and subscribe to iTunes, Stitcher, and Facebook by searching for Corner of the Galaxy. And for all of your independent LA Galaxy news, discussion, and entertainment, including this podcast, head on over to cornerofthegalaxy.com. Fans, thanks for listening. We ask that you be kind and courteous to your neighbors as you leave the podcast. We thank you for joining us and look forward to seeing you again. Until then, I'm Michael Araujo, and on behalf of the entire Corner of the Galaxy crew, goodbye, everybody.